0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Well, hi, everybody. Good evening. Isn't it great just to be in his presence? If we do nothing else, it's been a good night, right? But I think we all want to get filled up and... uh, just deeply, deeply touched again. Um, just before w- we share anything, um, it could be that some of you have a question that you, you want to answer. And, you know, I, I don't want to have to tease that out of you. I think you pretty much all know one another, more or less, right? And um, so what what I believe we're heading into is the greatest harvest the world has ever seen. Um And really the issue is, well, what do we do to kind of get ready for that? So sometimes it's, well, you need to get a bigger place, or or you need to, you know, prepare your own heart. Because when this hits, I want to be full of God and full of prayer, don't you? I don't want to be stretched thin where the good has become the enemy of the best and getting ready for it, but... Uh, so, we, well there, there's preparation, basically, and addressing the things that maybe cause you to hold back, uh, whatever they may be. So, we need, we need to look at all that stuff. And uh, if you say, well, w- when do you think it's coming? I don't know how to answer that other than to say soon. But we've been, we've been realizing there's more almost from the beginning, uh, so 22 years, we've been talking about more. And uh, I remember when we had our first conference in the river with, uh, it was called Catch the Fire, the first one, and, and, uh, and, and it was just off the chart powerful, it, it's, it seemed to me. And uh, I'll never forget the scene in the Constellation Hotel, big ballroom, where we just went for it, stacked up all the chairs and just everybody on the floor uh, screaming, laughing, rolling, shaking, you know, under a mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so in the midst of all that, night after night, David Roos prophesied and said, if you think this is it, this is not it. This is nothing. This is merely preparation. This is merely (laughs) seeds that will blow to the ends of the earth. And then that will all raise up and become the greatest army of harvesters the world has ever seen. And that just uh, stuck with us, you know, because uh, several times, at least one, I remember specifically saying to Randy, randy like what on earth are 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 we into here like where is this going (laughs) he'd be like john i don't know see it was it was so far beyond anything we'd ever dared dream for and uh so here we are now 22 years later and and people reminding me that this thing has actually gone to the ends of the earth it's everywhere it's in Siberia, it's in Australia, it's in the Middle East, it's it's in Latin America, it's all over North America, and, and South America, and uh, Europe. I mean, it's just everywhere. Africa. And so wher- where is it going? What do you think? Uh, you know, the words... Of Jesus from Matthew 24 he said this the the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the nations yes. and then the end will come yes. so we're on this relentless um, moving of God that is eventually going to usher in his kingdom and the return of the king yes. it's going to be a great day. So even the revival that we're talking about, a great harvest, that's that's still not it. And the big deal is when the king returns. I hope you're excited about that one. And I hope you know it's more sure than tomorrow's sunrise. Because he is going to return. You know, one day, surprise, here I am, you know. And so, you know, we have to get ready for all this. And so there, there's a couple of things. How do we press in for more? But how do, we, how do we take away the hindrances that are holding us back and dragging us down, really? So let me take a couple of questions and see where, where we go from there. And uh, where we want to end up is, uh, is praying for some hungry people and just... Letting the Holy Spirit uh, refresh you, fill you up. So, who has a question? Cameron. What are some hindrances? What are the hindrances that you've seen churches, pastors, ministries uh, encounter, or, or yeah, even the hindrances that they can't get over? What are some hindrances that we need to remove? Okay, well, I think there'd be personal hindrances. Um, and I, th- I think there'd be theological hindrances, maybe. And I think there would be l- l- ways where we would limit ourselves would also be hindrances. And so I can get specific. I think if you've got a pornography addiction, that's going to hinder you. Come on. Got okay, quiet. I think if you've got a, if you're afraid or if you're, you know, you're you're always, I don't know, slow on the uptake, some of this stuff, you know, we can hinder just because of, of personal issues of the heart. And that's why one of our core values is healing for the heart. And, you know, sometimes I think, Lord, is there any bottom to this thing? because you just get, you get healed of one thing and then there's another thing and you you know you just can keep finding stuff as deep as you go but there's 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 a point you know I'm I'm trying to think where it was but recently we were talking about the three journeys that we are on there's an inward journey for you how many have heard me say this about 30 40 times right there's there's an inward journey for you. See, a lot of people think we're we're only on one journey, one mission, and that is we got to win the lost and, you know, but no, there there's there's three journeys that you're on. The inward journey is for you. Yeah. So don't let anyone tell you it's not about you. Amen. And I hear that still like, hey, it's not about you. It's all about, you know. Well, it is all about you right. when it comes to your inward journey, because you are the reason Jesus came. You are the, the reason he went to the cross. So yes. how can it not be about you? Yes. So, But it's it's about rescuing you. Yeah. And it's about equipping you. And so we get good stuff in. We get Christ in, the Holy Spirit in, healing in, freedom in, anointing in, teaching in, good stuff in. But then bad stuff out. The fear, the shame, the pain, the hurt, the anger, the unforgiveness, you know, all that needs to come out, doesn't it? Anybody got some of that stuff left? So, see, we we, we all need both those two things. We need a greater freedom and we need a greater filling. And like Melinda Fish said so many years ago, there are no toxic levels of the Holy Spirit. You can just get all you can carry of him, and the more of him, uh, the the better it is. And so very often you see a person under the power getting both those things at the same time. The good stuff coming in, the bad stuff going out. And you're thinking, what's going on with this? Is this God or what is it? Well, yes, it's God, and it's the devil leaving and God coming more and more. You know, it's, it's a great dynamic. But the inward journey, that's for you. How many want more? How many want to go deeper? How many want more freedom? How many want to be really free? And so, uh, you know, your overreactions are a window that you can look at and see where you need some work. And uh, so I think the, the way that works is like this. First, you have a revelation of the Father's love the the love of god is so so foundational like ephesians chapter 3 says that you might be that you may be rooted and grounded in love so that you can understand how big this deal is the length and width and height and depth and to know the love of god that surpasses knowledge so that you can be filled with all the fullness of god and so there's there's the revelation of the father's love and it it may be that some of you are not well taught in that Uh, on the other hand it may be that you're all very well taught on that but but I would I would encourage you to really get that one settled because somebody said the main thing is that the main thing remains the main thing well you have to know what is the main thing then the main thing is rooted and grounded in the love of God. Well, then, that, that brings a, uh, a settling to you where you, you know that even when you do it all wrong, you, you have a place in your heavenly daddy's heart. And so that, that means that it's not such a big deal anymore to admit something that everybody else knows, and that is you're not perfect. (laughs) Right? And so why wouldn't there be one or two things that the Holy Spirit is wanting to get at, right? So healing and equipping and empowering is for you, but I think the inner healing works better if it comes... uh, on the back of a revelation of the Father's love. And when you realize how big he is and how much he loves you, something wonderfully humbling about that. And of course, God's pretty big on humility. He likes that. So the inward journey. Then next is the upward journey, which is now not about you. It's all about him. And he uh, desires to be loved. He wants you to be worship to he wants to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And uh, in John four, Jesus said, "The Father is seeking for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth." So it's kind of to answer the question: what What do you what do you give to somebody who needs absolutely nothing? Who has everything. What do you give to God? Well, you give him your your heart and you give him <laughs> your love and you give him your worship because as a father, that's that's what he he so enjoys. When we love him, w- you know, we're not trying to get around him and say, you know, Daddy, can I have a dollar? It's, it's like we just love you for, for who you are. And so... That's in spirit and truth. That's the upward journey. And so there's worship and there's prayer and there's adoration and there's, there's you know, honoring him, blessing him, and all of that. It's just for him. And uh, we, we learned a while ago that just soaking in his presence is probably one of, the, one of the best things you can do and being filled with the Holy Spirit with no agenda but to worship and love him is probably the very best use of your time. Even though while you're lying on the floor, the devil is telling you, why don't you get up and do something useful? You're just wasting all this time. You know. <laughs> but it's not time wasted. It's, it's time uh, just loving him and have him loving you, and he fills you in the process. And so it's just all real good. But then there's the outward journey that comes uh, usually after that. And that outward journey is your mission in life so that you're fruitful. And uh, so, so those three things would be uh, part of that answer, Cameron, where what, what is it that hinders? Well, what kind of stuff have you got? And how protective are you when someone says, you know, I just noticed you had a bit of an attitude now and again. What are you in an attitude? Who are you to judge me? And you know, and and you just get real prickly. And uh, but we ought to be able to help one another yeah. to draw near and get free, because it's kind of the body ministering. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Did I answer that? Yeah. I would like to hear how you were. How you were. St- praying uh, what you were praying as far as the beginning of the revival went and, and, and that process and how it just happened? Well, I think that um, just the, 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 the there's a lot of pieces to it where, you know, we talk about Billy Graham and Catherine Coleman and Benny Hinn and John Wimber and lots of pieces that, drew us in more and more and uh, a trip to Indonesia where we were called in the ministry went and planted our first church but but at the end the scenario went like this we we went to a Benny Hinn meeting in Toronto who we've, we've known him for I've known him for like 40 years so we go back a long way and we went to see him he was downtown Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens at that time um and uh, we, we just saw the lame walk and the blind, scene a thousand people get saved. And we'd been so focused on uh, the, the love of God and the healing of the heart and all that for a season that we needed to come back to more of come Holy Spirit and just fill people. And so anyway, we went there and he, you know, he, uh, he had quite the meeting. And we went backstage with him after, and normally he's just relaxed, but this time he was still bristling in the anointing, and we came through the door, and he lunges at us. You know, the Holy Spirit is still is on you, and boom, boom, Carol and I are down. We had myself, Carol, and Mark, DuPont's wife, Kim, with us, and the three of us were down. And uh, I got up uh, relatively quickly, Kim DuPont got up and about 10 minutes later and said, he pushed me down. <laughs> and I said, well, why did it take you so long to get back up then? <laughs> and, and she didn't think it did. But, I mean, anyway, you can lose it a little when you're, you know. Whereas Carol was just absolutely electrified in the anointed. And I had to carry her home pretty much. And... Um, we said, God, this is what we want. We want to be absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit because that's what generates all the blessing and all the miracles. It's him at the end of the day, isn't it? And so the Lord spoke to me and said, well, if you're serious, I'll give you two things to do. Give me your mornings and hang out with people that are anointed. So we used stu- stu- to, like, give us your morning seemed like you're kidding, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, we we, we prayed, but, but, like, all morning, every morning, that just wasn't what we did. There was too much work to be done. So anyway, we decided, all right, we're going to do that. We're going to do it for an hour. Well, pretty soon an hour became two hours, became three hours. And we just did that for, like, an, a year and a half, and we we sought out people that were anointed, which is why we went to Argentina. And, uh, you know, John Wimber had great meetings, as many of you know. And uh, there was impartation there, to be sure. But for whatever reason, when we went to Argentina with Ed Solvosa back in November of 93, uh, Claudio prayed for us and, and we caught something and Carol, once again, got totally blasted. Um, two nights in a row, I had to carry her home. And and we, we knew that something was different. And we thought, well, when we go home, let's just believe God for uh, a healing meeting once a month. Let's have a go. But I went straight to a denominational meeting, and a friend told me about Randy Clark, who I knew very casually, but... I'd met him a couple of times, so I called him and said, Randy, I I want you to come, because I'd heard that he'd been to Rodney Howard Brown's, and that he'd, you know, gone to a regional meeting, and the Holy Spirit had really fallen on the people, and so I called him and and wanted him to come, and he he was like, well, gosh, John, it's just happened once, (laughs) and uh, so I don't know if anything will happen at all, and uh, I said, well, anyway, just come on, and, and, and We'll just have a, have a fun time together, if nothing else. So, so he came. But the first night, the Holy Spirit fell on us, and it was, um, it just was this glorious, holy, chaos that fell upon us. And so, I don't know, Dan, if I ever asked you like what your recollection is of that Thursday night, but mine was that pretty much the whole room was, was just out of it they they were under the chairs between the rows in the aisles and they're wailing and shaking and laughing and and carrying on like that and and so so that was it and we just kept saying this is God and we have to keep going but we didn't understand it but we just knew it was God and that's another key there's so many people stop the Holy Spirit because they get scared they get afraid so he, he wants to know, you know, who's in charge, him or you. <laughs> and uh, and see, so my commitment was, I want to stop everything that's the devil or demons or the flesh, but I want to allow everything that's the Holy Spirit. And that's, that'll keep you going, that one right there. So anyway, that, that, that was it. And we just kept seeking the Lord. and And, you know, there was... You get partway through that and uh, y- your your whole prayer list goes away and you're just in his presence just for him. And I, I'll never forget one time, and I've said this all over the world, but uh, it just so tore me up inside. Was I can remember praying and saying, God, I, I'm not here because I, ne- I need your stuff. You know, I don't want your stuff. I just want you. I just want your heart. I want to see your face. I was just praying that way, just deeply, you know, just moving right into it. And what we would do would be worship to, yeah, uh, worship, sing, read the word, pray a bit, read the word, pray on our knees, sing some more, that kind of thing. That was our whole morning yeah, but the Lord spoke back to me, and he said, uh, he said, you know, John, many of my people want to marry me for my money. And, you know, for some reason, that just went into my heart like a spear. And I said, oh, I don't want to have an ulterior motive just to be with someone like you. Lord. I just absolutely just want you. And, you know, when you have breakthrough times like that, it it actually becomes a breakthrough. Because I think he wants to hear us saying stuff like that. So um, that's what we did. And when it all started happening, we just said, let's go another night, let's go another night. And, you know, there's people in this room that have great stories about what the Holy Spirit did. Um, Lisa was telling us last uh, May right April when you when she was over that she's like pregnant with her youngest and uh, not feeling well at all and she walked into that room she drove she drove from Detroit to Toronto uh, not feeling very well at all but I guess, Curious, but Peter probably really wanted to come. Whatever happened, they both got there, and and she just got blasted on the, in the in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But this is after being bedridden for weeks, because she was about to lose the baby. They were they thought, right? What do you call that condition? Placenta previa. Does that mean anything to you, ladies? Yeah. And so anyway here she is bouncing on her belly right ba 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 for for how long <laughs> Yeah I don't I don't want to stretch it I'm just trying to remember
1: Well the the Lord hit me before the ministry team person even got to me and it was like a fire hose of water hit my belly and went up And my belly felt, I mean I fell over, and my belly felt, when I got up finally after crying and, you know, it felt like something had shaken me like this. And I was almost six months pregnant, so the baby was moving all the time before. But after that experience, the baby didn't move for three days. And I'm like, uh, I wasn't afraid. You know, I know God. He's not going to hurt the baby. You know, and I knew that was God. But I kept saying, what did you do? But they were monitoring me so much um, because of this condition. They had all these ultrasounds. And I went back for my next ultrasound. My placenta had moved all the way up to the top of my uterus. And that's why it was so jarring. But they were amazed. They said, this doesn't, this never happens. This never happens. What happened to you? And he was born completely natural. So...
0: Yeah. And so we, we just realized that we don't understand what all the manifestations are about. I knew it was God, but the question was why? When you see things like that, you'd never figure that out. <laughs> would you? Not till you hear the rest of the story. And uh Mary's over here from Kentucky and and uh they, they brought their daughter, Heather, early days again. And uh, Heather, we got to know her because she, she was one of the students that came to our school early on. And so the story was she, she was extremely dyslexic and could not remember how to spell or write her own name. Right? <laughs> Math was hard. She was just very, very dyslexic. And so, boom, Heather's out under the power for a long time. How long? Over an, hour. Over an hour under the power, which is good for all of us, really, isn't it? An hour under the power. I'll take that. <laughs> but anyway, when she got up, she was kind of quiet. And uh, I think one of you said, how are you? And she said, well, I've got a headache. That was about it. Oh, sorry, honey. But we just got the blessing of our lives, you know. But on the way home, they noticed she's reading all the road signs. And they're like, what? And so questioning what happened to you, she had this story about. Well, the Lord took me and put me on an operating table. Angels opened my head, and they took stuff out, and they put stuff in and they sewed me back up again. And she was, what, 12 or 13? 13 at the time. Well, that's a pretty bizarre story. But she's not dyslexic anymore. <laughs> and then she prayed for her friend, who was also dyslexic, and she got healed. And so when Heather was in school, I'd always go, come on up here, Heather, we've got some dyslexic people, we're going to pray for them, you know. Anybody got the touch of dyslexia here? We're all good? Why don't you stand up? We'll pray for that since we're on it. Lord, let those same angels come by the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, because... It is absolutely not the will of God for people to struggle with this. And so uh, we just ask you to rearrange brain parts or whatever and just heal this dyslexia in the name of Jesus, which is something you love to do. (laughs) By the anointing. More, 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 more. Yeah. Fill them up, Father. Just open them up. Bad bits out, new bits in. Sew them back up. Boom, boom. Done. (sighs) Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. So we, thanks, guys. So we, we became... Uh, believers in whatever god wanted to do so long as it was god and you know we we're not real practiced in discernment but uh, some of the time we can tell and one of the keys is um, kind of a notice me notice me uh, behavior on people you know the loudest people of the most boisterous people the most active people and they always want to wave their flag on the platform rather than off to the side or at the back or you know that kind of stuff and 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 a reluctance to take correction but we we had we had hardly any problems with the four million people that came by and large and uh, <laughs> we we just saw so many miracles I mean and, it's, and it just continues to go and go and go and go and go. And so this is a revival that will never end. It'll end when Jesus comes. But there's an outpouring that's happening that is never going to end. And it ebbs and flows, but it's really flowing all over the place right now. Right, so... Anyway, that's, that's what we did. That's how we got there. And uh, it just went exceeding abundantly above anything we'd ever thought or asked or dreamed about. I mean, has anybody ever thought about, hey, why don't we start a worldwide revival? <laughs> Most of us are like, we want to do a church, and then maybe another one, and maybe, you know, we want something. It's, yeah. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am, at the back. Just uh, case by case. Yeah, we, we trained our ministry team to, to really stop anything that they felt strongly about, about oh and, and do it lovingly, okay? Just say, okay, now just calm down because... You don't have to strive for what God wants to give you, and so that's why I say sometimes your theological religious prejudice uh, can get in the way, because we d- people develop a certain style, and uh, and so w- w- we we didn't really want to hype anything. Um, I'm not afraid of excitement, but. Y- y- There has to be, you know, a game going on kind of thing. So I don't know. Does that help? Or did I completely miss your question here? (coughs) Yeah? Yeah, well, my assumption was, okay, that, that can't be God. And so, but, but Joyce Chadwick, <coughs> who's at Singing Waters now, but she was, she was our, in our, our accountant really, but one of our leaders. And, and so sh- I called home to see how everything was going. I was, I was in St. Louis, I think, with Randy. So we were only three or four months into it. And she said, oh, it's all going great. And by the way, we had a guy roaring like a lion last night. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I hope you took him out and helped him, got him free or whatever. And she says, oh no, we didn't do that. We thought this. We thought it was God. And I'm like, you thought it was God? Guys, (laughs) roaring. (laughs) She says, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm home, the next day, and he's still there. And his name is Gideon Chu, and he's a very prominent. Leader in Chinese churches and community in f- from Vancouver. So I'm like, wait a minute, I, I know about this guy. Uh, surely no. And Joyce is, oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I ha- had him up to, to share and said, Gideon, good to have you with us. Uh, just come and say hi. And he told the stories that I came here fasting and praying, and the Lord told me, stop fasting, this is a feast, I want you to get in and eat and drink, and he's telling us all that, <coughs> and suddenly, he, he went right into this whole lion thing, <coughs> and, and he's loud, and he's roaring, and he's lunging at the front row, you know, like
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, he was full on, and it was like, woo But then he he came back and and, he said this. He says, you know, for thousands of years, my Chinese people have been absolutely destroyed by the power of the dragon. And now the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to crush him. And everybody just cheered and they recognized it right away. That's God. So... (coughs) <coughs> now I'm thinking this through, you know, like, okay, so what is there about this that is bothering everybody? Because I was getting phone calls from the vineyard, and, oh, uh, they're roaring in Toronto, and this and that. and <coughs> So why are you allowing this kind of thing? And uh, my answer is because I think it's God. And so, where's that in the Bible? <laughs> and uh, you know, we came up with a couple of lame verses. <laughs> <coughs> nah. but to see it was God. But what was bothering people was not the message, but the, but the, the fact that it was acted out. Well, yeah. See, if He'd have said, "Thus saith the Lord," the line of Judah will destroy the dragon over China, we'd have all said amen. But to see the the acted parable part, which is common enough in the Old Testament, that just blew everybody away. And so, you know, we had uh, mostly lions. And when I say mostly, there's like, I don't know, over all the years, maybe 20 or 25 did that. Uh, and dogs barking, there was only three or four of those. <laughs> so four out of four million, I didn't think was really a big problem. <coughs> but it bothered the heck out of a lot of people. <laughs> and we had a rooster or two. And, uh, you know, the, the rooster story, gosh, that... There was this one little Irish girl named Liz, <laughs> and you know she, she she I was doing a meeting in Scotland they'd arranged and it was a pastors meeting, in a big stone Baptist church, that where it would echo 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 <laughs> in, and so she's up there leading worship, and then she just haul off and crow like a rooster, <laughs> I mean full on there was no mistake. <laughs> you know. And I mean I could see all those Scottish worthies just kind of like <laughs> you know they they were just not buying it and i'm I'm saying, well, you know God does things doesn't he that uh, gets our attention and and you know when when manifestations like that happen, it's either the devil or the flesh or the Lord. So let's assume for a minute it's the Lord and ask the person what's going on. Liz, what is the Lord saying to you when when that happens to you? And she says he's simply saying wake up church. (laughs) (laughs) And coincidentally, I mean I've used this a bit, but Microsoft was introducing Windows 98 or something at the time and one of their Commercials was a rooster would fly up on a fence rail, and he would just crow, "Cock-a-doodle-doo!" Something new, Windows ninety eight is here for you, you know, type of thing, (laughs) and everybody thought, "Well, isn't that cute? Isn't that clever?" All right, so move into the church now, and say, "Cock-a-doodle-doo!" It's time to wake up, you, you, (laughs) and uh, everybody's offended. And see peop- people didn't like it when they laughed in church. People didn't like it when they roared in church and when they crowed, oh my gosh that that was that was it. So I, re- I remember the, the the headline, not a it wasn't front page headline but it was third page headline and uh, in the Toronto Star in December of of '96, when we had been put out of our uh, denomination, uh, the the headline read, "Barking Church Gets the Boot." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <coughs> and so people have said, "Oh, you poor things!" I mean, you. You've really paid a price for this. And we're like, really? I mean, no, we've, we, we just <laughs> thought we've had 22 years of more fun than we've ever had in all of our lives. You know, this has been amazing what he's done. So, but, but see, all of that is prophetic stuff. Now, what, what, we, what I figured was this. Of all the manifestations that happened, At least 95% of them, if not 90%, if not 95% of them, had to do with healing in as much as good stuff in and bad stuff out and the reactions of people to the power and love of God. So, see, if you hold two electric wires, you might shake or yell or something. You may not laugh. But uh, you may as well. I don't know. But you react to the power that's going through you. Right. But then it would transition beyond that into something prophetic that the Lord was doing. And that's where it got real interesting for me. Because the lions would roar. The roosters would crow. And, you know, I can remember Carol one time she'd been praying just before a meeting in England. And she's. Going like this, you know, and I realize she's flying, and so she's lost in God, and I'm like, baby, f- fly higher. So she's like,
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh, <laughs> and she goes
0: up. I'm look, look around, look around. She's like, ah, what do you see? She <laughs> says, oh, it's so black. It's so, I'm so high, and I'm like, look around, and she goes, ah, oh, and then she starts describing what she saw. She saw this crown house and fireballs coming out and flying across the English Channel and hitting, hitting um, uh, Holland and, and landing in Germany and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's just very fascinating, very prophetic in nature. And when you know the person, that they're not faking anything or putting it on, I mean, it just took on such a serious, wonderful Quality for us, you know. And so that's why we love it. I love the fruit of it. I love the impact on the people. I love the healings. I love the transformation. I just love the whole thing. It's amazing. And when you think this, this is just the beginning. So you had a question, sir, from Kenya. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you.
2: Neither had I planned to be here. I was brought by my host. And so this is very divine because I'm on my way back to Kenya. And uh, when this meeting was being introduced, the man who spoke, he said, this is going to the nations. How do we plug in? We. Are in Africa, because it's important when it is shining, we plug in immediately that we don't get late. Two,
0: if so y- how do you plug in? And number two,
2: come part of the o- of the yeah. network. Two, if I have witnessed waves of revival, is it uh, in order to ask? this team together with praying to see what we can do to fan this fire yeah. to burn faster so that we can go the fire can go farther than yeah. it is going and uh, we see what we can do in this place. So
0: yeah well here, here's what you do you stop everything that's not God yeah. and you pour oil on everything that is God right And may he give you the wisdom to know the difference. And, uh, you know, I said to my people, listen, we're we're way over our head with this. We don't know what we're doing. We're just going sort of moment by moment. And so I need your help. Do I have the right to correct you? Because I don't want any counterfeit, and I don't want nonsense, and I don't want a whole bunch of unbiblical stuff. I want God and we want his stuff, and we really want that. So, do I have the right to correct you? And they said, yes, pastor, you do. All right, so now I'm, we're, we're okay to let stuff go a little bit, yeah? And then I said, uh, but I, I, if, I, if I'm not comfortable with stuff, I will stop you. Is that okay? And uh, Then what if I t- it turns out that I was wrong and you were right? Uh, and so I'm sorry that we didn't see it at the time, but do I still have the right to correct you? And they said, Yes, you do. And I said that to him several times. So we just kind of worked our way through it and got used to some of how it flows. But the Holy Spirit, when he moves, he's very he can be very intense. And so you see we we we've been known to stay up till four in the morning. Just watching what's going on with the people, you know. Yeah, it's just the mo- one of the it's a fascinating, fascinating days, and I miss them, and I know they're coming back again. I want to see more and more of that. And uh, I think as long as you bring fresh wood for the fire, it'll keep on burning. And by that I mean new people keep coming hungry for him. So what can you do to get in on it? Uh, it's contagious, extremely contagious. <laughs> and uh, wha- wha- I mean, it's already happening with you, you told me. But why don't you come on up and we'll just, we'll just bless you for a, for a minute. But what we found was that people came and they spent time with us and I would tell pastors, look, don't just drop in and check it out from the back for half an hour. You, you, you need to, like, soak in this for three days or so, minimally. And when they did that, they caught the fire. That's why we call it catch the fire. Uh, because when they would catch it, they would go home and it would all start up at home without even trying. How many of you here had it start up when you came back home? Mike did. Cameron did. You guys did. Peter did. Yeah, see? It just gets all over you. And so it's like when you're blazing on fire yourself, you're apt to set other things on fire around you. So, Lord, I just pray for our brother here. You would, that you would just take him up in your arms, Lord, and that you would fill him with your fiery love. Let there be power and let there be love that mightily comes upon him. And as he goes home in humility and with intentionality, begins to pray for his people, he'll be going, oh my gosh, what's, what's happening to them? They're all just getting overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. And he'll know that it's not anything he did. It's just you moving through us as you love to do. So, Lord, I just impart it to him. I give it to him. In Jesus' name. We put that oily fire on him right here. In your name, Lord God. We put it on you. In Jesus' name. Now just breathe that in. Just breathe it in. Again, just breathe it in and rest in that love right there. Let, him, let it be a love that finds you and just overwhelms you right here. And by the way, just pray for your friend next to you right there while we're taking a moment here. Father, fill him, fill him, fill him, fill him. Now, this part's important. Because a lot of people think they need to pray. But actually, there's, there's a time to pray, but there's a time to drink. And it's hard to drink and talk. <laughs> if, you drink, if you talk while you drink, you'll spill it all over yourself. <laughs> and so what I say is pray before, pray after, but not during. <laughs> right? So you just breathe this in as a free gift of his love. Stretch your hands toward him. More, Lord God, more on this dear man that wants to know how how do we access this? How do we get in on this? And it's caught, Lord, we catch the fire of your presence. Uh, Ooh, In Jesus' name. Just soak him for five minutes, Mike, if you would. <sighs> it just kind of makes us all want more, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, he was telling me earlier at at, la- at uh, supper that it's just all really, really breaking out where he lives in Kenya. And... Um, yeah, it's it's just people getting saved and many, many coming to Christ and all kinds of good things happening. So Lord, we want to send him home absolutely blazing yeah. on fire. Whew. Get Lisa again, Lord. That'd be fun, she hit her with the fire hose, Lord. <laughs> Again, uh, fire. Fire <laughs> we welcome you Holy Spirit we absolutely love you we love what you do we love how you do it we love who we love who you do it to fire on him (laughs) again So you can imagine trying to preach to a room full of people like that, right? <sighs> oh! Oh! Yeah, we um, we stopped off at Peter's house. I don't know, 94 or sometime on the way home from somewhere. And uh, he had a guy there with him who was sort of on the pastoral team. It was the funniest thing because this guy kept getting more and more drunk. But he didn't, he didn't want it, you know. He was, he didn't, he, he, he was like, I don't, I'm not too sure about this and everything. So he kept saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. I, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm Okay. Do you remember that guy, Peter? What was his name? Who? Steve. Steve, Somebody. (laughs) And uh, just, just the next thing you know, he was just "Ah!" absolutely wonderfully wasted in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. and there's a fire inside of you, right here, about right here. Why don't you lean over and blow on it, you know? And that bursts into flames, and and the Holy Spirit just starts moving. It's it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing, isn't it? Fire on these, these... these guys from Michigan, Lord. Fire on them right here. Ah. Shh. More. Again. Bless them abundantly, Father. Bless them abundantly. Fire on you. Ah. So anyway, manifestations. We we we've been on the apologetics of that for all these years trying to trying to tell people as wonderful as they are, it's not about that. It's about the work that God does in the heart. And so you know, we uh I was in England with Dan uh I'm going to say March or April somewhere in there. And uh you know that we were we were having a partners gathering in Ratford, England, yeah. and it was just a hot time. Were you at that camera? Yeah, like a years ago. No, 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 just this spring. Yeah. That was and uh, Dan was in rare form. You know, he was <laughs> he was rebaying and uh, blowing raspberries and. And just going for it like he does, all that kind of prophetic symbolism. <laughs> and there was an Anglican guy there who, who was just so hungry, he was he really wanted more of the Holy Spirit and he came and and he brought a he actually brought a pail with him, like a bucket, because symbolically he wanted a bucket full of the anointing to take home with him. So that was the thing. So anytime we were like, All right, hold up your glass, you know, here he is with he was drinking from that. And so when, when we are leaving, I said to him, so how was, how was it? I mean, did you have a good time? He's, oh, I had a fantastic time. I'm just so full, a wonderful time. The Lord is so gracious. And, and he says, and the entertainment was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we, we laughed at about that all the way to Birmingham, really, from... And so you think of it, you know, it's God is fun, isn't He? And and all the entertainment that that we get that we get to have. So so don't let it offend you. Um, realize that the Bible's full of all kinds of various and sundry manifestations, but it's all really about the heart. Yeah, it's all about the heart. So. Be filled, be filled, be filled. (laughs) God bless (laughs) you.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
0: And so what we want to encourage this brother from Kenya and all of us is, Lord, light the fire again. Don't let it just um, dwindle down to a nice, safe bed of coals or something we want a raging blazing holy spirit that's going to set this nation on fire you know canada us we're in trouble we 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 need a revival if we don't get it i don't know what's going to happen it's just spiraling down like i can't believe where we're at right now and so it, we have to have a revival how many how many know, how many know that and so so here's the deal a lot of people want revival, but on their terms. Can I let you, can I let you in on a secret? You're only going to get it on his terms. And so you might as well just settle who's boss right off the bat. And uh, we want revival, Lord, on your terms. Right? Amen. Right, brother? Amen. Amen. Let the Lord be Lord. And so if he wants manifestations, bring them on. But they always glorify him in the end. So it's not that we want demons manifesting. We don't. Uh, and We don't want the flesh either. We don't want a bunch of learned behavior. We want the fiery, awesome, genuine, moving of the Holy Spirit in power and love that transforms lives. That's what we want. So, Lord, give him another dose right here. (sighs) Open him up like a rose. Pour in your fragrant oil, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. (sighs) And I want to say this, you know, in some places of the world, if people fall down, the culture says it must be demonic. Nonsense. The devil never, ever came up with anything original. If the Holy Spirit comes upon you mightily, the miracle is that you live through that. (laughs) Fill him, Father. Fill 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 him. Fill him. Fill him. Fill him. Fill him. Fill him. Fill him, fill him, fill him. Don't hang on to me or we'll both go down. <laughs> Why don't you tell the Lord, I want to be so full that I no longer have control. He said, wait, wait, I thought self-control was a fruit of the Spirit. It is. It is. But that fruit is for you to control yourself. That's not for you to control the Holy Spirit. Right? Set him on fire. Okay, Cameron, what do we do? I think that um, what was on my heart to share was about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, Matthew 3, John the Baptist tells them, there's one coming who's mightier than I am. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. He is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Now, that word "baptized," you see, I, th- I think that we, Charismatic Pentecostal circles, we understand the baptism in the Holy Spirit in a limited way, meaning uh, you, you spoke in tongues along the way. But we're talking about something that is much, much, much greater than that. The word baptize is an untranslated Greek word, which means immerse. So here's the promise. He is going to immerse you in God, the Holy Spirit. Now, what's that going to do? How many think you'd be lucky to live through that one? So the fact that you fell or shook or shouted or something, I mean, that's, that's, that's not even surprising, actually. The miracle is that you lived through it. Yeah? So I want us to take the lid off what it means to be immersed in God, the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 4, we have the scene where Jesus meets the woman at the well. And uh, the the 12 went off into town to, to buy some food, which is kind of odd in a way. And he, he stayed back by the well. Wouldn't you think, well, hey, you, Peter and John, stay with me here, and the rest of you go in and buy some food, and You know, that would have been what what I would have done probably, just so you could have had some conversation. But he had already said, I must go through Samaria. I haven't, he didn't say it, but I have a divine appointment there. All right, well, all of you, go on off in the city, get some food, and I'll wait here. So sure enough, here comes this lady at noon. It's 12 o'clock, and she's coming to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. And she said, um, wait a minute. You, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink. What's going on? The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. How many remember the story? Do we need to read it? So he said, well, if you knew the gift of God... And who it is who is speaking to you, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. So there's a there's a powerful little topic right there. If you knew two things, it would change your life. If you knew the gift of God. Now the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But it's more than that, it's... It's, it's this promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like in Acts chapter 1. Wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And so there's this wonderful promise. And it's mind-blowing, really, that God would give us such incredible treasures. I mean, we should all be more than content with the fact that he forgave our sins and gave us eternal life. He went to the cross to purchase you and I back from certain judgment fair judgment but certain death really cuz hell is real how many know hell is real yes. do you guys still believe in hell yes. <sighs> that should be enough shouldn't it like wow he saved me but it doesn't stop there it's like no I want to I want to get you in on uh, the ministry that I'm involved with, and I want to empower you with the power that I'm empowered with. And I want to bring you into sonship and being sons and daughters of the living God and friends of God. And so this this whole incredible thing. And so he says, if you knew the gift of God, and if you knew who it is who's speaking to you right now, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. So this woman is trying to, trying to work out like, who is this guy? Like, what's up with him? Is he, is he sort of making a pass at me? Is he hitting on me? Like, what's, what's going on? Is this, well, the well's deep, and you have no bucket. I notice where are you going to get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank here with his flocks and his sons and everything? And uh, Jesus doesn't answer the, the, the question, but um, he, he goes on to say, uh, why don't you call your husband? Come on back. Oh, I don't have a husband. No, you're right about that. You've, you've had five, and the guy you're with now is not, you're not married to him, so thanks for being honest about that. It just kind of blew her away. It's a woo. You're a prophet, and it just goes on from there. But the promise was that there would be living water, and he and and he described it as it, that there would be a, a, a spring of water put within you, so you will never thirst again. And I read that passage many times, and I wondered about that because I'm forever saying, "We want more, Lord," and. We're not satisfied yet. We're, we're still thirsty, Lord. We want more. We want more. But I had sort of a, uh, an epiphany, I guess, a, r- a revelation on that. Is Wait a minute. He, he's actually wanting to put a well within me yes. so I can have a drink any old time at all that I want. I just have to ask the rock for water and living water will float. And he said that in John chapter 7. Similarly, if anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Because out of his inner being, out of his belly, that King James says, rivers of living water will flow. And he's speaking of the spirit, which those who believe in him will receive. And so within you and I uh, is the father's promise of this Baptism, immersion in the Holy Spirit, where he actually puts a fountain within us. And whenever you want more, you just, you just zero in on that fountain. You tap into that, which is hugely helpful because now, see, we don't have to run off to Toronto or run off to, to this one or that one or the other one and say, will you pray for me again? No, because there's this fountain within that you can drink from any time. And I just worked out that that's forever what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm sitting on the front row. The worship is going on. I realize, okay, they're going to introduce me in a moment, and I'm up there. God, I can't just go up there and, and speak out of something that I remember from what we did last week or last month or last year, whatever, I need, I need a fresh drink from you. And the minute I start talking that way, I feel the anointing. Yeah. And I feel that, yes. that, that wonderful, tingling, heavy presence, that fiery life of God that comes upon us. And I honestly, uh, without even thinking, I do that over and over and over and over again. Because that's that living water that bubbles up within you. I'd like us all to try this tonight. And I'm happy to lay hands on everybody, being as we're here with Mike and Dan and Cameron and everybody, but why don't we stand? Because uh, the best thing that could ever happen to any of us tonight, at this point, is that the Holy Spirit would come upon you and fill you fresh. So, just lift your hands to Him right here. Get that kingdom all over you. Maybe you want to put your hands on your belly and just say, Thank you for that well, that fountain that you put within me there. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming and abiding, and dwelling. And may we remember that we we have an artesian well within us that never will run dry. And we love to lay hands on one another, and we love to have well-known leaders pray for us and all of that. But what we really love is the fact that you put a well, an artesian well, a spring, a fountain within each and every one. of And I bless that fountain within me. And I bless that fountain within my friends right now. And I call you, Holy Spirit, will you bubble up out of our innermost being right now. Just bubble up and let that living water pour forth life all around me in Jesus' name because I want more. Fire on you, Tim. Fire on you.
2: Fire on you, Jerry.
0: Bubble up, Holy Spirit. Bubble up, bubble up, bubble up, bubble up, bubble up. <sighs> now just drink for a while. Just You're not just spilling it all over the place. You're drinking of it so you won't be thirsty. So that you'll be empowered. Bubble up, Holy Spirit. We, we take a fresh drink of you. Because out of my innermost being, there does flow rivers of living water. Jesus said, I drink that living water right now, Lord God. And I take the anointing from it. I take the empowering from it. (sighs) Fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. Fill me up so I can pour it out. Fill me up again so I can pour that out. And let me keep on getting filled up so I can continue to pour it out in the mighty name of Jesus. Not just a well within you, but a fountain. Come on. Take a moment and just bathe in it. Be refreshed in it. Sometimes it's the hardest part for people, the waiting on the Lord part. Because we so need to get doing something, but just drink of him. Drink, drink, drink. Drink, drink, drink. Rest in his love. Rest in that anointing.